0: Welcome back, everybody. Episode 199 of the Black Eagles podcast, and I am your host, Sinon Sporting, live from New York City. Uh, again, believe it or not, still haven't left. <laughs> um, getting cold, getting winter-like here. Cold is a good adjective. things these days, in multiple facets of my life, one you could say, and let's, uh, let's, let's address what I'm talking about, um, Besiktas, of course, just went to Lisbon and played their fourth match of this year's Champions League campaign, um, yeah, and what can you say about that, really, huh? I mean, Let's first of all talk about sporting. Um, as far as head-to-heads go uh, with these guys, I'd mentioned this a long time ago, but in 2015, which is the, the last time we'd met them, they drew and beat us. Uh, we drew them at home, one-to-one, and then they beat us in Lisbon, three-to-one. So... Um, A precedent for bad results in Lisbon had been set. Of course, um, not long ago, on October 19th, Basik Tash hosted Sporting Club de Portugal and lost. Magnificently, uh, from their perspective, I suppose you could say. One to four in what might have been our most dispiriting performance of the season and of course it was compounded by injuries, um, which has been the problem all season long Um, and I think it's probably a good segue into talking about this match Um, probably the most significant thing to mention about this match going into it would would have been the injuries to Miralem Pjanic Nishi Batshuai, Valentin Rosier. Um am I forgetting anyone? I don't think so. We were supposedly gonna be losing Joseph. Oh yeah, Domagosh Vida. Um, supposedly, we were going to be losing Joseph Dososa as well, um, but he was a, a late entry. I guess he he recovered quickly, which I suppose you could say is good news, um, considering what we well, you know all the other absences, the, the other five absences that I mentioned. Um. So yeah, just once again, a team ravaged by injuries, which is probably the best segue into the lineups, um, which. Wouldn't be ideal, as you can imagine. Um, in Doma Vida's stead, and of course uh, up ahead of Ersin Destanolu would be Javi Montero, next to Wellington. Uh, in Valentin Rozier's stead would be Nejip Um At left back, Vidvan Yilmaz, um, getting a, a rare appearance these days, with Umut Merazh seeming to have claimed that spot for himself. In the midfield, it would be Mehmet Topal in the back, with Joseph De Souza and Atiba Hutchinson sort of set slightly above him. And I say that because Mehmet Topal sort of en- ended up functioning as a as a third central defender for for at least the initial part of the game, where we were actually, I think, trying to make something happen vis-a-vis a Plan B, given how our Plan A. Was such an absolute failure in the first match. But anyway, up ahead of them would be Kyle Laren and Rashid Ghazal. No surprises there, but then up front between them, Kenan Karaman, who, of course, was in for Mishi Badshuai. <sighs> so yeah, a lot of absences. A lot, a lot, a lot of absences. And none of them ideal, of course. Somehow, Alex Teixeira was not started in this match. Um, if you were a conspiracy theorist, or, or even just uh, slightly doubtful, <laughs> uh, you might think that Sergen Yelchin was resting guys for the upcoming match against Travzon Score, and that he's basically given up on this tournament. And frankly, I don't think anyone would be too upset with that given how clearly outclassed we'd been up to up to this point. Uh, but yeah, this was obviously not an ideal starting lineup uh, by any stretch. Like, not in any phase of the lineup, perhaps, except for goalkeeper, right? <laughs> um, but so, yeah. This was the lineup that we would be bringing into this match uh, up against, for them, Adan, Uh, in their goal with Gonzalo Inacio, Sebastián Coates, and Zuhair Fedal on their back line. Palinha and Mateus Luiz in in their midfield. Mateus, the Brazilian, on their left side of the midfield, or as a left wing back with Pedro Porro as a right wing back, Uh, Pedro Gonçalves Pot uh, as their left mid, Sarabia as their right right Mid right winger um, Pablo Saravia, and of course Paulinho up front for them. So no surprises on their end. (sighs) Let's talk about the match itself, I guess, if we must. So uh, the very first action in this match would be. um, There's actually I don't know who sent it up to him, but it was just sort of a really a plus long ball out wide to Pablo Sarabia um, and he would send in a fantastic low cross to Paulinho and he would slam it against the post slash crossbar, like really right in the corner there. Um, And that would really sort of, from the outset, signal their intent. I believe they got a corner kick from it, or maybe not actually, I think uh, I think we got a goal kick and then basically on the ensuing counter Again, it would be Pablo Sarabia again finding Paulinho uh, on the right side, and this time Paulinho's shot was a little bit lacking, and Erson would uh, would sort of not easily, but he would make a save with his feet, kicking it around the post uh, pretty nicely, and so again, like right off, right out of the gates, it's looking bad. It's looking like you know, and and what do you expect, right? You, when you when you line up with Mehmet Topal, Joseph, and Antiba in your midfield. N- nobody's like thrilled about what's happening going into this. Uh, and then, of course, two chances right out of the right out of the gates. It's it's looking dire. With that said, I think right around this point, Besiktas would reassert themselves and kind of get into the match. Nejip, in the thirteenth minute would send in a nice cross that would find Joseph on the left side, um, Joseph would sort of one-touch it down to Kyle Lahren, who'd kind of, while falling over, get in a shot that would sort of be an easy save, I mean, it would be it would require a quick reflex, but it would be easy enough for him to just sort of punch it down and collect it, um, by he, I mean Adan, a sporting keeper. Um, but so yeah, suddenly we're showing a little intent, which you like to see. Uh, A couple minutes later, in the 16th-17th minute, Pedro Porro gets injured, which nobody likes to see, Um, and so yeah, their man goes down, and then the next real action, 27th minute, a really lovely ball from Rashid Ghazal finds Kyle Lahren's feet, actually, and he takes a dribble kind of around the keeper and sends in a shot wide, and really... That goal was kind of his, Uh, like Mishi maybe finishes that, for example, or someone with slightly better finishing than Kyle Lahren or technical ability. Of course, we all know Mishi is not clinical, but this is close enough to the goal without needing too much of an angle. I mean, it would have been a a pretty classy finish, but not like exceptionally. But yeah, Kyle Lahren lacking that sort of technical ability, sort of slides just wide and uh yeah but again you know intent you're liking you're liking things 27th minute and suddenly best looks like they might be taking the momentum here could could it be on the road who would have who would have seen it with this kind of a squad right um and sure enough like literally the next minute 28th minute Vidvan uh comes in to challenge uh pot pedro Gonçalves uh, a little too physically, sort of a body tackle, like maybe it's shoulder to shoulder, so they go to VAR to take a look, but nope, it was he, he was exuberant, a little too exuberant, Ridvan Yilmaz concedes a penalty, put, steps up and puts it away, sending everything the wrong way, 1-0, you know, and just as Besiktas looked to have rested, Uh, At least, maybe not control over the match, but like settled that the match down and kind of gotten into it. Uh, Boom, a vital error from the young left back. Really unnecessary, to be honest, and certainly unfortunate. Oh, and you never like to see the kid uh, sort of suffer from an error like that. Certainly not on this type of a stage. So that wasn't helpful for anyone, and yeah, penalty goal. We're down. Uh, almost 10 minutes later, uh, it was Mateusz, I believe, whose pass somehow uh, eludes Mehmet Topal and Montero, finding Pot, uh, who kind of puts Ridvan Yilmaz in the blender. Uh, Ridvan Yilmaz. Could have probably cut it out if he was a little more confident and aggressive on the ball, but instead he kind of backs off and then lets himself get played on the on the juke. And then put, with a very classy finish, just puts it into the back of the net. Two to nil. And, like, we're done. Fashion touch is done. Energy is gone. Momentum is gone. Intent is gone. We look broken. Three minutes later, it's a wonder strike from Paulinho. Again, this time Montero is the one who could have perhaps been more aggressive, although Mehmet Topal somehow misses, uh, you know, turns, tries to get his butt on the ball for some reason and, and just misses. Probably could have done, I mean, whatever, it's really a wonder strike if we're going to be honest from Paulinho. He did it to us in the first match. It's funny, he'd been frustrating I'm sporting fans and I think it's against us that he, he found what he was looking for, and, and they're probably pleased with his output against us. Uh, another wonder strike from Paulinho, three to nil. I don't even—I don't think anyone who supports judge knows what happened in those last five minutes. Nobody was conscious for that. Um, Ricardo Escayo credited with the assist. Uh, Escayo was the one who'd come in for Pedro Porta uh, when he was injured in the 17th minute. At the half, a substitution: Alex Teixeira comes on for Francisco Javi Montero. Uh, it's interesting; Montero was blamed most for for the goal scored, if he was. Perhaps, on the other hand, he was just being rested for the upcoming match against trebzon score. But certainly, um, he was the one sort of punished uh, visually, so, so it seemed. Um, Alex Teixeira coming on for him. Mehmet Topal being slid into the back. It's ironic, because I think Mehmet Topal was perhaps the most responsible if, if you're going to sort of single out a defender for their goal scored. But whatever. Um, Joseph de Souza, yellow card in the 50th minute. Kyle Laren a yellow card in the 50th minute. Um, Kyle Laren for arguing about the yellow card award to Joseph de Souza because, I mean, it was a questionable one, the first yellow... He was—he was—he received. I've already given a spoiler away, perhaps, but um, it was—it was a light, light tackle that they—they, uh, they, I think, adjudged to be harsher than it was. Fifty-fourth minute. Um, Mateus, or what is it, Luis? No, uh, I don't even know who this guy was. Nunez or something like that. Anyway. Uh, off a corner kick, he gets it. He sends in a shot after a bit of a scrum. erison makes a really good save here. Diving one. Uh, punches it out. Second opportunity drops them, and they, they, they fluff it. But doesn't really matter. Just a minute later, a cross would come in. Wellington would clear it. Uh, sort of lunging in to, to intercept the ball. Uh, erison had made a, a move for that ball, too. Wellington... His clearance is weak. It drops right to Pablo Sarabia, like three feet in front of the goal. It's got a wide open goal. Sends it into the back of the net. Emerson has no hope. There it is. Four to nil. At this point, that's Sporting's best scoreline in their history in Europe, um, beating, of course, what their previous best scoreline, which was the four to one victory against us. Four nil, of course. Being slightly better. 58th minute, Atiba Hutchinson. Uh, yeah, all right, let's do this. 58th minute, Atiba Hutchinson sends a nice cross across the pitch to, to, to Rashid Ghazal, whose shot is sort of deflected into by a defender into an easy save. Um, a f- sort of flaring of an opportunity for us. Substitutions. Uh, 60th minute, Daniel Braganza for Mateusz Luis. Nuno santos in for Paulinho, 61st sally uchan in for atiba hutchinson and john Bozdoan in for kyle lehren uh, john a, a guy who i think a lot of us wondered why he'd been taken out of the rotation by sargen after some promising performances and although he kind of slowed down a little bit after being given some opportunities i, I still think most of us feel like showed enough in some of the better better outings that we wanted to see more so I, I think all of us felt it was like it was a little weird for him to be taken out entirely from the rotation uh, certainly in a, in a match like this where we're opted for three defensive midfielders even if he didn't really care about the out that like the end result and just wanted to get some guys like some experience like why not John Bozdoin who you know like I said had some some promising outings and this could have been a good opportunity for him to for us to see what he could do against better opposition than maybe we would have otherwise anyway um, 69th minute Sali Uchan would send in a nice ball across to Nejip who would find John Bozduan who would head it to Rashid Gazal who has a wide open goal basically and then with his head he fluffs it over the bar a really bad finish from him 72nd minute, Ruben Vinagre comes in for Mateusz, Giovanni Cabral for Pedro Gonçalves. 76th minute, Daniel Breganza has a volley uh, sent just wide, they could have made it 5-0, I suppose we're glad they didn't, Gokan Torre enters the match for Rashid Ghazal in the 78th minute, in the 82nd minute, John Bozduan is injured, comes out injured, Uh, Ozan Ozyokup enters the match. In the 84th minute, Nuno Santos sends in a nice ball, hits side netting, barely missing, could have been 5-0 there as well. In the 90th minute, Joseph Souza, uh, this time probably gets a deserved yellow card, but it's his second of the match, so he gets a red card, we're down a man, doesn't matter. 92nd minute, the game is whistled, and that truck made a funny sound out there. But anyway, uh, and we lose. Four to nil. Just an absolutely terrible outing. Complete embarrassment in Europe. Sergey Yelchin tried a plan B. Come on, what is that? A terrible trucks. It's a garbage truck, folks. Oops. Sorry. Um, yeah so uh, that's fitting perhaps a garbage truck for a garbage outing um second plan b looked solid for about 30 minutes but obviously in the end failed um it was interesting to see him try to play more conservatively after you know all of the 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 misfirings on the counter and all of that with us trying to play our way unsuccessfully against better opposition in previous matches so um, some flexibility at least you could say on the part of Sergan as far as trying something else out but in the end not very convincing stuff uh, let's talk about stats and here's what I mean this is really interesting sporting at 59% of the ball to our 41 they had 14 shots in total to our 12 which is perhaps a bit surprising Um, Five shots off target each, but they had seven on target to our four. That alone, you'd think, huh, that's not... Doesn't sound like it should be that bad for us, right? Um, They created 11 chances to our five, five big chances to our one. 421 accurate passes to our 268. They completed their passes at an 82% clip to our 74%. I don't know, we had four corners to their three, we were offside five times to their one, so in a lot of ways we were not like, you know, not trying by any stretch, but you know, at the end of the day, their 59% possession should come as a bit of a surprise, but it does underline the fact that we tried something different, which again, like, perhaps Sergei Yeltsin deserves kudos just for that, because that's not something he he's shown a willingness to do. But of course, his starting eleven still lacked quite a bit. His subs, even more, which are our major weaknesses on his part. What we do have for this match is XG, uh, and this is actually a little surprising. There actually was only 2.67. Our XG was 1.15. So two to one, three to one. You know, that would have perhaps been more fitting, according to the stats, but. What do those stats mean, honestly? I'm not a big XG guy to be 100% honest. That's why I don't even dig those things up for our league matches. Uh, They just happen to present that stuff easily for me for these ones. Now, For individual stats, it should come as no surprise that there are not many Besiktas players who were adjudged to play well. Uh, But what I will say is that it's interesting. The guy who they say played the best is actually who I thought may have deserved our kind of quote-unquote man of the match you know, title, although this is a weird week to even give anyone that now, first of all, there's only I think three players for Besiktas or four, who are like above average alright, I'll tell this is gonna be funny so, of course, going from top to bottom Pedro Gonçalves, or Pot is number one, having I suppose they have the best match I think we could all probably agree with this two goals and I don't know I feel like he created a number of chances as well he created two chances so yeah fair enough then Paulinho then João Palinha Pablo Sarabia Ricardo Escaio who came in as a substitute Mateus Luis, although he did have uh, an assist in that substitution Gonzalo Inacio Antonio Adan their keeper which is interesting Zuhair Fedal Sebastian Quatesh and then, that's from, like, very good to great, right? Uh, with Port on the top, the, the guy I mentioned first. So, from so above average to good, atop uh, that list is Sally Uchan, then Daniel Braganza, who is a sub for them. Sally, of course, also a sub for us. Um, he only played 29 minutes. And again, actually, he's my man of the match. We'll talk about that in a minute. And it's not really, like, he's just the only one who didn't underwhelm in this one for me. Uh, then you have Ridvan Yilmaz, interestingly. Uh, and I, I didn't, uh, you know, I'll go into his stats. I guess just I'm curious to know why they think that, despite him giving up a penalty. <clears throat> so that'll be interesting. And I, I thought he made a few other mistakes as well. Their second goal, he, I mentioned, uh, should have stepped up and defended better. Then Matejush for them. Then Mehmet Topol and Alex Teixeira. From um, Alex, who only played 45 minutes, was rated above average for this one. And that's it, that's the cut right there. Kyle Aaron just underneath it and John Bozduan, despite uh, only playing 22 minutes, coming on and then coming off. But so um, for Salih Uchan, who I will look at and, and sort of begrudgingly give my man of the match, just because you know, he came in and actually showed some flashes. He definitely made me, he was the one who I thought should sort of naturally be have, having, should have been given the chance to start in this one, given that we needed more of a central midfielder rather than the three defensive midfielders again put out Uh, and I think he would have been the natural choice just given his sort of uh, general rank I think thus far um, in in the pecking order right as far as his appearances for us he's usually one of the first off the bench in that role Uh, in 29 minutes he had 15 accurate passes at an 88 percent rate he created one chance actually Uh, and I think that was a cross to Nejib, or I don't know, maybe not, but um, he was one for one on his crosses, he was two for three on long balls, he had one key pass, I think that's the one, 22 touches in just 29 minutes, I think it was, yeah, so fairly present given all that, he, took, he, he had a corner, he won three duels and lost none, three for three, uh, two for two on dribbles attempt and succeeded, he was not dispossessed once. He had an interception for recovery. So yeah, he actually had a very bright performance uh, in, in a very limited window for us. Uh, and, and I think at a time when people may have sort of tuned out and not paid too much attention. So credit him for that. Uh, van Yelmaz, I'm curious to know why they judged him to have had a pretty decent game despite having committed a foul leading to a penalty. He played 90 minutes. 37 accurate passes at an 80% rate. Not bad. Conceded a penalty. We all know that. Um, So 37 for 46 on his passes. Again, 80%. He uh, he had one cross. Three long balls, but none of them were accurate. Zero key passes. Uh, 80 touches, so I mean, he was active. But you'd expect he's a fairly active young man. Uh, seven for nine on duels, which is pretty good actually. And I think some of the, some might question the fact the duels he didn't uh, participate in. Uh, well, that was my issue with the second goal. Um, two for four on tackles. Sorry, three for four. Rather, um, twelve recoveries. That's that's active. That's that's really good. He came back and helped out, um, and like possessed for us back there. So. I mean, he was, I, 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 I guess his stats were buffed or buffered by his activity, which, you know, that is one thing you expect to see from him. Um, so I guess credit him for that. But no, I, I'm going to go with Sally Uchan, who had a bright little cameo, but that's it. That's all I got to say about this match. I'm turning the leaf on it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Let's not think about it anymore. Let's talk about Trabzon's score. Um, Trabzon in their last five matches, and I'll start from five matches ago. Uh drew Alanya on September twenty-seventh, defeated Kayseri on the road one to two, defeated Fenerbahce three to one at home, defeated Goztepe on the road nil to one, and then recently in their sort of quasi-derby, defeated Lise two to one. So they're undefeated in their last five matches, uh with only one draw against now third place Alanya Spore, which is pretty quality. Um they have previously also drawn Galatasaray at home, and uh, they drew Konya score in Konya, uh, scoring twice there. So they've really had a very bright campaign. They're undefeated in, in the Super League. They're a side we have to be very fearful of, um, despite the fact that, like on paper, we have more talent. Yeah, in that regard, I do have some good news as far as players available. Everyone will be back. Will be back from the injury, including Domagoj Vida, Valentin uh Miralem Pjanic. So those are the big ones. Except the, 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 the four out of five, right? But the fifth one is not. Mishi Juhay will not be available to us. So that's unfortunate. Um, so that seems to be something of a hamstring injury, I suppose. Um, as for Trab zone. I'm not sure if they are bringing any injuries into this, with the exception, of course, of Gervinho, who recently, in, in their last match, suffered a really nasty injury. Uh, cruciate ligament injury, in fact. So his season's over. Some have even questioned if his career might be over, given his age. Um, Bruno Perez, uh, who has been sort of displaced by Jotokan because of injury, Um, He's supposed to come back in early November. It is early November, so that should be sort of uh, day-to-day. We'll see. Edgar Ie is suspended for the match with a red card suspension. So, um, some problems for them. Um, For us, obviously, Mishibachuai being out is a real big problem because Kenan Karaman has yet to find the back of the net for Besiktas. Uh, in a season that's not fresh any longer, right? We're 11 matches in. I think he's appeared in 14 matches. Still no goals. So, um, you know, it'd be great, I guess, for him to break his duck in a match like this, but on the other hand, I don't know if we want to have to count on him. Uh, Guven Yalchin has had more success. I personally would love to see Alex Teixeira feature as a striker. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I don't. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Huge match against Trabzonspor. Um, I guess one other fact that I'll mention is that it's uh, Saturday at noon here in New York City, eastern coast of the United States. So check your local listings as always. Uh, Saturday afternoon is is uh, not a bad thing for for those of us here, but um, Saturday night not bad for those of you in Turkey either or in Europe. So enjoy the match. Let's let's hope for the best. Let's not be too dispirited. Uh, we've we've played well in, in our bigger matches, right? Galatasaray Derby being the, the prime example, um, and, and obviously the Champions League being the counter to that point. But, um, you know, in the league, I suppose you can say, I think we've shown the ability to step up for the big matches thus far. Hatai, on the other hand, not so much. That was a pretty big game, considering they're standing so alright I I'm 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 trying to say positive things here that might not be 100% accurate but still we shouldn't be doom and gloom there's still a lot of season left 27 matches to be exact Um, so like nothing is done and dusted but man it would be great if we could get a result here Um, after this coming match we have a we have a nice long international break um, the, the, the next match in Alanya is going to be on November 20th. So, uh, you know, the international break ahead should give, hopefully, Mishi Batshuayi time to recover from his injury. Uh, let's hope for the best in that regard. But certainly the good news is that we only have the one injury going into this match against Trabzonspor. It really does suggest that Sergan Yalcin gave up on the Champions League and, uh... You know, there's more focused on this match against Trabzon, which might not be the dumbest thing in the world to be 100% honest. Although, perhaps a little transparency—you know—perhaps we could have been prepared for for this sort of shellacking that we got. But it is what it is, folks. Uh, at least I got my nicks. I, I recommend to you guys to have a backup team, a uh, backup sport this season, because this is not going well. Uh, injuries have completely derailed our season. Uh, no, but you know that's that's perhaps even too negative because really the season is so young, and there's so much to look forward to, as this team hopefully does recover from injury and settle and find its form. Um, someone pointed out that last season we were actually just about in this position. In fact, we're doing slightly better than we were at this point last season. So who knows? Maybe maybe we're still. You know, we just gotta get around this hump of, of the, the, this injure injury spree. And it's uh, brighter days from here on out. But anyway, signing out. Your boy Sinan. <laughs> I'm done. Um, follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Eagles uh, Black Eagles podcast, one word. Follow myself uh, at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot on Twitter. Um, stay healthy, folks. Mentally and physically. And uh, as always, let's go pushing no, no, Tash! No, no, no. We're not done yet. We're not done yet, folks. Don't give up just yet. Um, perhaps we can discuss Sergan. I'm not on Team Istifa yet. For those of you who are, I suggest a little more patience. Um, these injuries have really screwed us. And I don't know. The argument that maybe he's to blame for them, we'll save that for another day. Um, for our 200th episode upcoming, I have hopefully some special guests. Uh, be back next time, folks. Peace out. Bishikdash International hopes you enjoyed this program.